Specific that I wanted to, uh, I wanted to get prepared for Purim because, as much as we prepare for Purim itself, on Purim Day there's so much going on that it's almost impossible to really be in the moment. It's crazy, and it happens so fast. Before you look at it, and before you really, before you realize, it's just, wow, Purim came like it was here. We, so we're going to do a proper hachana for being as, as, as basically as a clear, as much of a vessel as we're ready for the Kedusha of this Yom HaKadosh V'Hanora. That Baruch Hashem, I'm so proud of our Chavra because Purim by us has always been like really Kadat V'Chadin. Kadat V'Chadin. I already say now the door by us opens, I think, what do we say, from 4 or 4.30. Uh, the doors are open to the whole Kehillah and we go, as you remember, till next day. We're not going any. We're, we're just going. We're just going. We're going until the Rebbeinu Shleilim says, "Ah, batem el Amelech, Amelech po, Amelech po." So this is a piece from Rav Kluger. Here, yes. What you have, Kiva, Kiva. This is a beautiful, beautiful way of us really doing a proper hachana. It's pretty simple Hebrew. Some very basic yesodot here that we're going to learn inside. Hakoshi lichyot ba'avodazu lemaisa bifrat bekriyata megillah. The difficulty of actually, all with all the hachanot that we have, to really be in the zone during megillah reading. Hine nizbayim. Shimei apurim hem ashoresh lechol yemot ha'shana legalot et ha'astara. This is so deep. 
we're living in a state of concealment most of the time. And Purim is the day, is the, is the shorish, it's the root day of revealing the hastara, of revealing that, that concealment ceases, like just moves away for a little bit, and you have a little bit of clarity. It's the shorish, it's the headquarters of basically what we're trying all, all year long to do, which is to remove concealment. Why is it so fuzz? Why, why is it so cloudy? So I'm putting this, this one day of saying, it's not cloudy. It's not cloudy. Come inside. It's the shorish. Of, it's, the, it's the root of it. Leha'ir et or Hashem betoch pashto sabriya. To shine, illuminate God's light through the simplicity of creation. Betoch kol ha'alamot ve'astarot within all the concealment and all the hiddenness. Now this happens b'chol yom ha'purim b'chlal. This happens throughout the day of Purim. But specifically, while we are reading the Megillah, while we are reading the Megillah, this moment of like, of Pashut Hasarat HaMechitzot, the Mechitzah just comes down, right? Masachar Barzel, the Mechitzahs come down, saying this really, during Kriyas Megillah, this notion takes place. Kedivrei Chazal, like the Gemara Megillah says, HaKore et HaMegillah LeMafreya, Loyatza, uh, Moshe, were you here yesterday when Yishvei said that, that voice? Yeah. What, what does it mean? What does it mean? What's the halacha koreta megillah lemafreya? Huh? Also, the opposite meaning, it, it's, 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 it's that, but also, yeah. it's, the, it's the seder, the actual order itself is, is a fulcha lafulch, right? So, koreta megillah lemafreya loyatza dehainu, she'avodah, next page, leha'ir et he'arata megillah lekol ve'echad ve'echad, there's something that happens for each person. Sorry, I don't have enough. I, I, I'm sorry, Mechila. I thought I made enough. Okay. Now look at this. Now he says, you know, when, usually when light is so available, the other side is going to be working extra hard to make sure that you have no access to it. It's always like this. But the things that matter most, think about it. How many of you have had the worst thoughts during Yom Kippur? Why is that? Because it's dafka then that when a yid reaches a taharata machshava, when the possibility, when the option, when the opportunity of having a purification of the mind is right then and there, which is what kapara brings. So obviously, right then and there, the other side's going to come at you. Oof, is he going to come at you? So the same thing happens with Purim. The same thing happens with Purim. It may be in the form of like, you get angry at someone's kid for being too loud during a haman, you know, or you're angry at a kid for not being loud enough during a haman, or you don't like that you, you think the balkor is it doesn't there's a million things, but bishbifrat bishat kriyata megila achroim bechush we see we sense shkasher megia haadam leimea purim purim's here with all the prep mishanichnas especially in the Ibra year when they have two months you're basically singing mishanichnas adar for five six weeks before you actually before you're actually reading the megila. So you have all this hachan, you have all this preparation, and Purim comes. Ubifrat bishat kriyat ha-megida, kashelo ad me'od la'asok ba'avodah zo, lichyot et ha-megida. We are trying, like we just said right now, right after Shachris, our, our, our avodah is to live the Megillah, meaning, what does Megillah mean? Reveal. The revelation, Megillah. We're trying to live the Megillah. We're trying to live the revelation of Megillat? Esther. Esther. Which is Hester. The hiddenness. We are trying to live Megillas Esther. We're trying to live 
the revelation of concealment. That's what Megillat Esther means, revealing the concealed. And it becomes the hardest while we're reading Megillah's Esther. Ula'ir et kol metziyut chayav, and to shine, to illuminate the reality of our lives, va'arover alav be'ora Megillah, and everything we go through, through the light of the Megillah. V'yesh kama v'chama gormim lechach. There are a few reasons for this. V'nevair b'sad dishmaya et sibat ha'koshi yaze ba'aruka. We'll have time, we'll, we'll, we'll explain this thoroughly. V'yine etzem ha'esek b'koshi, this is beautiful. He's saying, even dealing with addressing that it's hard is already half of the answer. Why? What does that mean? The, the question of the wise is already half an answer. You ever learn Rashi and Rashi asks a question? Before he even answers, you feel like you learned the whole sugya because he points out something you didn't notice. So the shaila of a chacham, when a wise person asks a good question, it's already half of an answer, meaning you're already opening up to a whole world of Torah you never knew before. So the fact that we're even speaking about this is already good. It's already a good thing. We haven't even, we haven't even gotten to any answers yet, but we're putting it on the table and we're addressing that which needs to be addressed. Wouldn't that be beautiful if we could illuminate everything that we go through in light of the Megillah? And we won't be over this concept that Chazan Reb Shlomo used to say like this, you know what Lemafreya means? Lemafreya, Reb Shlomo said, means that you skip over chapters. Why? Because whatever, you know that one, or... This one's too painful. You can't. And my, and you, can't read, you can't read it backwards. You can't read, it has to be why? Because every detail that happens in the Megillah is our life. And every detail, every detail in our life is leading us to And if you're not going to read every detail of your life, at the end, you won't really have when it comes to many things regarding the Vodat Hashem, man has tremendous awakening before doing the mitzvah. For instance, like what? Give some examples. What's an example of a mitzvah that there's a tremendous awakening and an excitement before you do the mitzvah? No one's excited about any mitzvahs. We're doing good. That's, a, one of the, that's one of the greatest ones. It's one of the greatest ones. You prepare for it the whole day. The achana for the whole, the achana for that moment of eating the matzah is basically all day long. What do you eat? <laughs> Where does best day to start a diet is an Arab face, right? What what's another one? Like, think about it. A mitzvah that we do that there's a great awakening and it brings out so much excitement before it happens. Perfect. I mean that you have less time, obviously, but yes, also. Huh? Building the sukkah, a hundred percent. What else? It, it doesn't even have to be length of days. It could just be a place in your heart. So uh, going to the mikveh in Barayim before Yom Kippur, that is just for me, it's like so high. The I, excitement before it. The excitement. Oh, oh, yeah, and actually being there, as opposed right. to actually taking a short night, it's like right. the is unbelievable. <laughs> 
I, had a, I did the smartest thing. I didn't think too much. And the first time I ever went in there was after, uh, after a concert I had on Hanukkah years ago. A bass player that I was playing with lived in Ba'ain. And I dropped him off after the concert. And, he's, and right, before, right before I dropped him off, he said, you know, the best thing right now would be to, to toivel in the Mayan. Yeah. At night. In December. In December. <laughs> And because I and then I I had a crazy gilui in there. I'm telling you, <laughs> I went in, and you're like, I may I I may I, I don't know if I'm dying right now. Right? It could be that I'm dying right now, and I I don't even know. I had a whole, I had a whole thing in there. You know when I took David Sachs. Remember David Sachs that was here recently? My friend from L.A. David Sachs. You remember him, Larry? Yeah. yeah. I took him also to the to the Mayan. I before it wasn't December. It was just like I don't know when it was. And he and he goes inside, and and I just heard him like wailing. You know, I said to him, "What happened?" He's like, "All I knew the second that I went in is that I have to come out." That's all. <laughs> all I knew. That was all was going in my mind, right? All I knew, the excitement. It's like Jerry, when we were in there. In in, in No, he couldn't breathe. He couldn't. Yeah, he he, couldn't he was dying he before he died. even went into the. Yeah, yeah, he was actually <laughs> dying. <laughs> Pulling out. What are chaver? What are other mitzvahs? Do we have a lot of excitement before before we uh, before we do it? Let's what's it's like it's the elephant in the room. I guess it's so funny. Bigger. Coffee. <laughs> Marriage. Kiddushin. Kiddushin. Nachon. Excitement. Someone came to see me yesterday. He's seventy-five. He's getting married for the fourth time. And, he's ex- and it's like, yeah, still wants to have kids. It's like, crazy. Excitement. So this, you can call whatever you want. It's a little bit out there. A little bit out there. Pretty out there. <laughs> <sighs> but there's this, basically he says, every time there's a big hisairus to do something. So before the mitzvah, there's a tremendous hisairus. Shavuos. Sfirah Salma is the excitement towards the mitzvah of Kabbalah Sator of Shavuos. Third line, koshi. Matzah is a great one. But while you prepare the matzah and everything, you go and bake the matzah, and you have that day, and then Leil Seder, you're sitting at the Seder table, then that moment of all the hachana, and then it comes, and then what happens? Who knows? Anything can happen. There's a koshi. And the My soul is thirsting for the living God. When will I come and see the face of God? He's asking, Also when I'm coming and I'm going to see, meaning I'll be in the present moment, when I'm actually keeping the mitzvah literally before, he's saying, Understand? My soul is thirsting to come to you, and then when I come and come to you, may I be thirsting for it the same way that I was before it happened. Reb Shlomo said the worst thing about Hassan and Kala is when they stop looking for each other once they met each other. You hear how deep that is? When they stop longing to be with each other once they're with each other. 
people that long. I mean, there's another mitzvah that I'm like holding back right now. But last night I was basically with this. It was a beautiful chaver. I was with your chaver in Cleveland last night. That chaver that was in. I did an evening for them in the Yekiv. And I, I, I went for it. I, I did. I did. I went for it. I, I when I say went for it, I'm going to say, like, guys, you're on a chizuk mission. You know, you could actually live a chizuk mission and, and just be here, right? And I said, this should be the last chizuk mission. He looked at me like, no, this should be the last chizuk mission. Then you're here. But I was looking at them with, like, I saw their eyes. I was like, wow. I could, they still have the tzipia. They still have this looking forward to being here. Then the mitzvah of Yeshiva Aretz happens. And like we've been, this is like our, what we talk about every single day here in Shirat David. And I coin, you know, taking Jeremy's coining term to keep on making aliyah. It's the same exact thing. So, my soul is thirsting to come to Eretz Yisrael. And then, and when I'm here and I'm looking, and Hashem, I know this is what you're looking at. I want to still thirst for it like I did before I was here. Like Nathan Sharansky in jail all those years. And then he comes here. Like to keep that, that, that inion, you know, to keep that, that longing for it. He says, this is what David HaMelech was davening for, that it should be like this. Bottom paragraph on the right column. Shehine. Kol zman she'adam osek beha'arot she'olchim lavo. As long as a person is dealing with like lights about like something that's going to come. Hu metzayert siyur mesuyam beda'ato. Ah, this is so true. This is so true. Before I know where I'm going, or before I'm there, I have an imagery of what it's going to look like. That happens, does it ever happen to you? Like, you know you have to go somewhere, you don't know what it looks like, but you have a whole image of what this thing is going to look like. Could be completely off, could be on, it doesn't matter. With marriage, there's, huh? Well, here's going to, me, no, it doesn't matter before. Like with marriage, it's amazing. It's amazing. I have a tziur, right? But in that tziur, no one told me, right, that there's this Indian of, I don't know, let's throw out like some very interesting details. Well, no one told me that there's... No, do it, guys. Right, right. I'm just going to say something. Our anniversary was Shabbos. Right. Two-year anniversary. Anything that I had thought in mind that would be a struggle before is so not an issue. Right. And like things I never thought would be like Mama, are, are like, mamash. There. Mamash. Oh, okay. Ma, That's ma, interesting. This is it. Nachon. By the way, we just celebrated our twentieth yesterday yeah, and it's the same thing. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Like Rav Bravender said, he said he said a great thing. The Rosh Hashiva said like this. He said, um, you know when they were we, they were uh, Rabbi Bravender moved here in nineteen sixty five, he came to Eretz Israel. So he did a panel with Rabbi Riskin a few years ago in the uh, Dan Panorama. They did a conversation together. It was great. It was uh, moderated by Rabbi Jeffrey Sachs. And it was a very fun night for many of the alumni of the yeshiva and former Talmudim. A bunch of us went. And um, someone, and they both, you know, Rabbi Ramander came here in 65. What year did Rabbi Riskin come here? 82? 83? Ashkazah? Yeah, it's, um, you're dealing with 40 years of Eretz Yisrael and like, you know, 55 years of Eretz Yisrael. So they were, they were each asked, what, what didn't you know? Like, what do you wish that you would have known before you came here? So Rav Bravender said, you know, they, when, they, when they spoke to us about Aliyah and B'nai Akiva and everything, they just never told us that there are non-Jews that are in Israel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish they would have told us that that's, gonna, that's like an Indian we have to, you know, we have to address. You have to, 
you have to understand, Rabbi Ravinder is very, um, I, I, I don't know how to say this, no? he's not, what I mean to say is that he's not a Kahana activist <laughs> at all. Right? If anything, it's, it's more the other way. But what he was saying was like, no one spoke to us about the, about the picture. The picture was, just like, ah, you listen, my Eretz Yisrael was watching Rechov Sumsum. You know what that was? Mm-hmm. Sesame Street in Hebrew. And, and, my, and my mother's memories of, of the kibbutz that she did, Hachsharan, kibbutz Beirot Yitzchak, and my father's imagery of moving here at the age of 13, from 14, from Argentina, getting off the boat and moving to. So that was the whole thing. Then, then, you know, then we're here, and it's like, what, what are they doing here? That, that, wasn't, that wasn't, so, so like, lahavdil, you know? Let's say lahavdil. It's like the same thing when it comes to a lot of things, a fill of excitement. You know, so Purim imagery is, yeah, kids exist, they get hungry. Mishulachim are going to come knocking on your door every, every few minutes. There's all these mitzvahs of Yom Yaf Biyotze. There's people, you know, who knows what's going to be? Who knows what's going to be? Again, bottom paragraph. She calls man shadam osek beharot shalchim lavo, who metzayet siyur mesuyam bedato. Ech ye hazagashato. I don't just have an imagery, I have an expectation of how I'm going to feel marriage, right? How I'm going to feel, how it's going to be to be a father. I have an imagery of how it's going to feel. Ulam kasher ha'adam osek ba mitzvah gufa, but then there's a mitzvah of, 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 of kiddushin, right? Of actually doing it. Ba'kol svivo kol kach gashmi u'metziuti. And no one told me that, like, those words on the ksuba were actually, like, muzonaychi v'sipukaychi, all these things I have to actually, you know, work on, and I'm gashmi this level to provide. Wait a second. So what, what, was my, what were my chassim classes? What was I learning, right? Why did why didn't anyone teach me this stuff? And to believe that right now everything is actually being done. You know, because we learned for smicha, in my case, before I was married, so my chassim classes were, I learned, some rav said, I'm going to give you chassim classes. I was close to him at the time, and we only learned Gana Shalom. With, our, with my with my chassan classes, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. The Garden of Peace, Rav Arush's Garden of Peace. Ukmo amashal shemevi aben ishchai, al av shiratzal lelamedet bno lanik svina, like the parable that the ben ishchai brings of a father that wanted to teach his son how to lanik svina, how to svina a boat, tell us sail a boat. He made a paper boat, right? He showed him, it's like you sail, and he took the paper boat, and he put it into a bowl of water. And he said, this is how you do it, right? The father thought, yeah, now the kid will know how to then go out to the Mediterranean and go and sail. Then they get to the ocean. The kid's starting to freak out. He's like, this is nothing like I was taught. When he was in his house, Why? It's so deep. Because when he was learning how to sail a boat, where was he? He wasn't in the boat. So deep from the Ben Ishkai. 
But now he needs to sail this boat when he's in the boat. Different Indian. That's what the Rashi Tevot means. It's exactly in our situation too. I don't have the matzah. I don't have the wife. I'm not living with the wife. I'm not in Eretz Yisrael, Mitzvah Yeshuvah Eretz, v'chein ala. I could just draw, paint a picture in my mind, and have all these different thoughts. And then when the tachlis, the pashtas, it comes, צריך לחבר את המחשבות לתוך המציאות הגשמית הפשוטה שבה הוא נתון כרגע, אזי קשה הדבר עד למאוד. Meaning, taking אורות and putting it into כלים, like you said here, that's, that's the avoda of this world. That's what we're trying to do. שהרי הוא רואה בעין גשמיס את כל הסובב, והכל נראה כל כך גשמי ומציאותי. Everything seems so materialistic, so just this world stuff. Like again, like really marriage is about waking up in the middle of the night if my wife needs, uh, especially when they're pregnant, that pizza or that pickle or that Ben and Jerry, whatever it is, that's it? Mm-hmm. My machshava, I was like, my machshava was, was Avram and Sarah. Follow me into a, uh, follow me into the desert. We won't have anything. But as long as we got each other, right? Ah, it'll all be good. Mapitom. Right? Mazel tov. This is the way it is in all other matters. Now listen. This is, this is the Indian. And this is like with utmost seriousness. He said in the beginning of this Maimar that Purim is the day of the Shoresh, of the removal of concealment. Our lives are filled with Hastaras. They're filled with concealment. And this happens on Purim, it's the Shoresh of the removal of concealment. So if I ask you, what does that look like? What will happen? What will it feel like? What, what would the world look like when the Mechitza is removed and there's no more concealment? Start painting the picture. Start painting the picture. Start drawing that picture. Come on, Piyasetz Nechasinim. Start visualizing. Start illustrating what that looks like. Nachon? And Rev Kluger is saying, and it's going to hit you in your face. Just like, I, and you know, one of Rev Kluger's biggest Talmidim, and for us it's been the Chibur, is Rev Judah Michel, Rev Eli's brother. Judah said, that he realized what it meant to be a Talmud of Rav Kluger when one Friday night at the table was complete chaos. Chandelier was shaking. If there was a chandelier, if you know what I mean, there was nothing good, nothing happening. It was all a balagan. And he looked around and he said, There's nothing lacking in the house of the king. And he basically said, This is exactly how beautiful is this right now. Because how many Shabbos tables are filled with people at singles events in Rechavia and Baka that wish they had a Shabbos table. So your imagery and expectation of what it should look like didn't meet exactly the tziyun. But when you're able to l'shachrer 
and say, this is exactly the perfect reality for me to feel like you won. You mamish won. That's a win. That's the biggest win. That's a removal of, 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 of uh, hastara. That's a removal of concealment. Big time. That's a big removal of concealment. I just had this a few days ago. I was talking to someone who's about 30, 31, never married, really wants to get married. Um, and I, I said, you know, I might be in the doghouse. And I, I mentioned that to him. You know, it's a long day, whatever. He said, at least you have a doghouse. Mm, mm, mm. So bottom left paragraph. Look at us on a Monday morning and nearly 10 in the morning we're all sitting here and gently and patiently ushering in the avoid of the light of Purim. How great, how sweet it is, right? starving. Everyone forgets that, right? The, the usher, the beginning of Purim is like, you're kind of growling. It's like you're, you're kind of, you're, you're kind of, mess, you probably have a headache and, and you know, you're not doing that gishmak. It's not like, uh, I come in, it's not, not so pashut. kodem adam yesh lo levavot, lo Before a person eats or drinks, he has no yeshuv adas at all. And every two seconds, someone else is hearing, saying, I'm here to give you the schus of the mitzvah of matanot le'avyonim. And before Purim, you have all the Torahs about matanot le'avyonim in your head. How, what, what a beautiful day it is. Mashiach, I'm going to feel so holy giving to matanot le'avyonim. That lasts after maybe three avyonim. Come by. That here is, is not, you know, <laughs> it doesn't last that long unless you're really, really gone and they come at the right time. Right? Then, <laughs> then it lasts that long. You know what that means? I mean, your children are dependent on you. My, oh, my, uh, Abba, my, my, my costume's not matching and your kid is freaking out and you're thinking, who cares? And you see the kid is in such distress because their costume isn't adding up. And in your mind, you're like, you're bothering me. You're bothering my Kedusha of Purim flow. Let's admit it. What are you telling me right now? You're interrupting my, my flow of Kedusha of Purim. You think, I, you think anyone cares about your costume? You're not saying that. But in your mind, it's kind of there. And in your wife, I don't know about the, the, the food. If the people can have enough food. Do you, and you're saying, do you think anyone even thinks about the food at the Purim Suda? Do you think anyone's going to remember? I'm a Sholach Manas. I don't know if it's Kovadik or not. I don't know if we gave that person that. And in your mind, you Shachtzan, you're saying, do you think anyone even thinks? Right? But Bafoyal, there's someone there that needs to be heard at a moment where you think you're in Gedusha Shalmala. What's holier? To push your Adl forcefully, to coerce your Adloyada state onto people that aren't there with you? 
What's holier? These things come up, Rav Kluger says. Like we said, and then Megillah reading, you can't stand the guy that does that, you know, everyone's done with, and then there's that one guy that waits till everyone's done to go that last one, right? And you want to, you want to take that guy out, right? <laughs> these things, these dreams, and it ends up being that Purim is not a Yeshiva Das experience. And then when this happens, and you're like, wait a second. This whole hachana I had was to live the story, to hear every word, to see my life and my mitzvahs and my nefesh elokis through the light of the story of the Megillah. And all these things are happening. You're bichlal. It's bichlal, not part of the parsha. It's already Pesach, and you're still frowning over what happened to you on Purim. This is so important, brothers. If Kluger is saying the holiest thing you can do is to to the reality that you see right now in front of your eyes. Not your, not your, what you, Imaging, yeah. not your image or your expectation. Not that. Isn't this the greatest concept of Emunah in general? Legamra. Legamra. This is the best thing because it happens. It's happening. So it's happening, mashma, right? shazem, amiti. If Purim is a day of removing concealment, what's removing of concealment? Living with emet la'amita. What's more emet la'amita than what's happening right in front of you? What's more truth? What's more emes than what's happening right in front of you? Even though it seems, according to him, the, the reality that he sees down here is happening, and it's still in a concealed manner. Person should go deeper into looking at the real and inner. Reality of creation. That everything you learned as preparing yourself for Purim and the story of the Megillah is actually happening when your wife is kvetching about the menu. That is the deepest thing in the world. Not, not that, again, it's not, Stam gave that example. It could be anything. Anything that's not in your picture that you painted for yourself. Where do you find that it's, maybe that's not the way I want no, no, it. No, I, I, I hear your question. I asked Chaim Kramer that one year before Pesach. That's I said, I said I, you know, I asked him one year. Meaning like the cleaning for Pesach. If it, Mamish, you know, yes, you have to clean, but it gets to a point where like it takes over everything in the home. It's not, and it's not, not what Chassam wants I understand, but no, this I, is the world we're living today. I'm speaking more, I asked him about something else. I asked him about Leil, Leil Seder. I said, Chaim, you know, anything that you learn about the oros of Leil Seder and how many different oros are coming down and all the halachas we have of Leil Seder. He says, a, a Ben Chorin has to come to the Seder with the notion of, I'm giving this my best shot. But if I come to the Seder saying, I'm nailing it, then the other side's going to come. Oh, yeah? Well, let's take you back to Egypt. Come, come, come. You're not ready to come out. Mamash. You know, I told you, one of the greatest lines the therapist told me was a person, a healthy person, 
is a person that goes to sleep every night saying, today I gave it a, I gave it a good shot. Or at least recognizing and saying, you know what, I didn't really give it a good shot today, but at least saying that. That's mitzias. That's reality. In your face. That's what it's really all about. Either saying, I gave it a good shot, that's a good, that's hopefully a, you know, a nice outcome of the day. Or saying, so let's go to Purim. How does a person come to Purim before Purim? What are we, we going to say? I'm going to give it my best shot. Right? But my best shot doesn't mean I'm going to live the picture that I imagined. Because you lost Purim at that moment. You lost this is definitely getting everybody in the room in such a way that's like, wow, right? We have all these expectations. We learn about all these oros, all these special things that are coming down on a holiday and all these things. But then, you know, when push comes to shove, it's like, there's, there's reality. Says the man who just celebrated one year of Aliyah. So, what? You answer, the, you answer your own question. Should you have expectations? <laughs> yeah. It, it's a matter of defining an expectation. If I have an expectation of saying, I'm going to give it my best shot, that's the greatest expectation you have. If I have an expectation of saying, I'm going to live as if I was by, I could see myself with Mordechai Yehudi going, I feel bad for your children. I do. I feel bad for your wife. So what, what, is, what is the expectation? The expectation is, I'm going to give this my greatest shot. This is like this is like what we talk about always. Right. This right. is like this is like this is constant acceptance and, and being in the moment and consciousness. But the dafkin now Purim to like almost transform the whole year is why. Because of the first paragraph. No, because of the first paragraph that he said. Remember the first the first paragraph that he said was because Purim is the shorish of the removal of concealment. Now in our minds, removal of concealment means what? Expectations of yeah, of, uh, right. uh, being up there in the cloud. So you can have the expectations, but change what they are. Of course. Of course. They have to... Exactly. That's why it's Purim. Because it's the Shoresh of the removal of Hastara. So because I hear those words, I'm like, oh boy, so what's it going to be? I'm going to move to Eretz Yisrael. I'm going to find a job that pays me everything and more immediately there won't be any Ishmaelim or people that don't believe in the oneness of God and that learn Zohar all day long. And this will be my experience in Eretz Yisrael. Hatzlacha Rabbah. That's why, you know... And then you can't get gas because you have no idea what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yos, you, you hear? You understand? Yeah. <laughs> that's why he's stuck. So that's the dafka in the in the dregs, in in the mundane, in the most simple of things, specifically in this chag. Right. Because the concealment's been removed. Because it's a and day of the removal of concealment. I'm able to see that really Hashem is is there in the fetching on the menu. If that's where you're putting your kavana into that into that place, otherwise you're going to be doing. Meaning the concealment... It's no, Yossi, yeah, Yossi, go to your Purims. Like, go to, go to your highest Purims, right? 
Anyone, try go to your highest poems if you could remember them. If you can remember any of your highest poems. If, usually, like, I've met, I've worked so hard on showing up at my, my makom and saying whatever it is this year, it just is. If I begin to compare the highs of last year, I'm already michutz l'machalev, my own Purim. I'm out. I'm out. You know, we have this friend that came for Shabbos a few weeks ago from London, right? I spoke to him before Shabbos. He says, I can't wait. I got to come back for, I got to come back again for Shabbos soon. Now I'm thinking, for his sake, that he has no zecher of his first Shabbos here. Why? Because if, if his experience in this coming Shabbos, that he comes back, doesn't, doesn't it could be the highest Shabbos in the world, but if it's not what he what what that was in that picture, or what he thought that, or was. What he thought that was, it won't work, it won't work. But that's what Rav Kluger is saying. This is looking at the eye of the beast of illusion, looking at it like mm. right in it, and saying if you can look right through it, you removed every machitza, you removed every concealment that there is. And that's what Purim is all about. It's the deepest. Chachar, you're right. This is hitting in the, hitting in the kishkas. You're sure you wanted to say something? You want to, you want to say something? It's okay? Okay, we'll go weiter. Um, we're in the middle of this paragraph, the second paragraph again. I'm going to read from the top again. The באופן גשמי של העלמה והסתרה, אך יתבונן האדם על המציאות הבריאה. Person should look in, right, again into the real reality of creation. שאכן אכן כעת נעשה כל מה שלמד. Yeah, everything you learned, all the hachanas you had, they're actually happening right in front of you. They are. They're happening right in front of you. ומתעוררים כל אותם הערות ומאיר בפשיטות יסוד אבא. That's already a Kabbalistic terminology. I don't want to go into it. Weiter. Ubifrat biyom tov Purim. And this is Dafka and Purim. Going back to your question. Why? She'az ikar ha'avodah. What's the ikar ha'avodah of Purim? Le'ashlich et ha'da'at. Ad de'lo yada. Chucking out. Chucking away the what? The da'at here means expectations. Can you imagine waking up in a world without any expectation of what the day is going to be like? That's Purim. Adeloyada means until I throw away any expectation and I'm one with what is right now. I'm one with what is right now, with, with everything I have and everything I don't have in front of me right now. That's Ad Lo Yada. Thank you, And this happens all day Purim. Not only when I'm guzzling down the wine. Throughout the whole day of Purim, a person is looking at creation with an inner contemplation, with, an, with different eyes. That's why in you know, Brestovers are very makbid. That before the Suda happens, you do Isbodus. Like it's one of the most important days. That, like, every day is, but 
Don't wait till you're trash to do his brothers. It's not, it's not the avodah then. It's to look at the world with the histaklut pnimit that he's talking about. Mitzad ha-metziut ha-amitit. Uche'ein ma-shekasav b'yoshe divrei emes. I want you to remember that, 